0: Yesterday, the government released a list of essential services. I know that later on we're going to have one of the uh, heads of the construction union on with us because a lot of construction workers, including ones that called the show yesterday, not so happy with the fact that they are deemed um, an essential service and some of them want to stay home. There is a group of people that actually are not too happy that they weren't deemed essential services and those happen to be the folks working in the vaping industry I was kind of shocked by this so uh our guest on the line right now is Daryl Tempest he's executive director of the Canadian Vaping Association and he wants to uh he wants to I think Jackie I'm gonna have to get you to pick this one up or it's on a lock here he wants to plead his case for why they should be essential services can we get Jackie because while while the phone is locked I can't uh, answer it All right, there we go. Daryl, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for being here, Daryl. Okay, I think a lot of people are really curious as to why you think that the vaping industry is providing an essential service.
1: Well, first of all, uh, if you look at uh, uh, the population that we serve, for example, is that uh, we're really dealing with addiction services. And you'll see that under Section 55 of the province's release. Um, and if you uh, as we deal with these times in terms of addiction and with mental health uh, it's important that people get access to the products they've used to reduce their harm greatly especially the population that have um, issues such as COPD or other pulmonary lung lung issues Uh, if you look at jurisdictions such as Italy which is hard hit France Switzerland they've all moved in this direction as well we can still serve through social distancing so Um, what's happening is a lot of people are calling in their orders and we're still being able to age verify and there's no interaction between the consumer and the staff as uh, they come in show their id outside and then they get their products and it's especially essential when we see for example when you're doing your opening um, with uh, being able to drop off products at home uh, to do age verification to make sure these get to the adult consumers that require them um, that they have access to these products, even if those uh, systems are not able to do things like age verification at the door.
0: Okay, you talked about addiction services. A lot of people listening right now would roll their eyes and say, you're responsible for the addiction, the actual vaping, you know, because your product is, uh, people are addicted to it now, and a lot of them did not start to see you know, as a cessation tool for smoking. So what do you say to those people? I mean, how many of your customers actually use vapes as a cessation tool? Like, really?
1: Oh, almost all of them. Uh, I was. You say can honestly ordinary. say that almost all of them. I can, I can honestly say that, and if you look at, it was combustible tobacco that created the addiction, not the vaping industry. The vaping yeah, industry. But what about the fact so much... that
0: there was a bunch of kids that were not smoking anymore, and now all yeah. of a sudden they've taken up vaping?
1: No, and you make a great point. And we've been dealing with that uh, prior to this crisis. Here's the here's the issue, that the products that are available in convenience stores have 59 milligrams of nicotine in them. Versus the products that adults use uh, for cessation, which have three to six uh, uh, milligrams per milliliter, and those are not available through the convenience store channels. So by um, not having people have access to this, we're actually driving them to extremely high nicotine levels. Only low nicotine levels are available at vape shops.
0: My own personal opinion, I'm not a fan of vaping. I just want to give you full disclosure on that. But I do see what you mean. I will give you this. You are concerned about the black market. And I think, yeah. you know, the products on the black market are concerning. So I will concede to that point. Your fear, if we do not open up vape shops, shops is people will go or at least allow you to operate online as people are going to go to the black market. Are you talking black market online? or Are you talking about actually meeting up with people, not keeping a safe social Both. distance? What's your major right. fear?
1: Both. And uh, these products, uh, if you look at how the industry developed, um, people were making these products in their bathtubs before it became regulated. These products are not hard to find. So if you, you start getting people making things in their homes, and then they start selling them and going on to Facebook and Twitter and everything else saying, I have things that are available, and they don't have a regulated source to be able to get their nicotine products that they've used to get off of combustible tobacco. right? And the big driver, even in Italy, was... If you look at the people that have reduced their harm greatly, and we're really specifically talking about people with pulmonary lung illnesses, if we don't give them the option to the products that they have, we're going to force them into a position where they're going to make choices that are going to further exacerbate uh, the healthcare problem, not help it.
0: Exasperate was a good good uh, term to use in that case. I don't know if we should be quoting Italy's stats right now, since they are at the heart or at of the COVID nineteen epidemic. But you also say there's a double standard. Let's talk about that double standard that you feel is um, the Ontario government is favoring um, the LCBO and their Ontario cannabis store because they get some tax dollars. Is that why you think uh, they're favoring no, them, or
1: not- not at all. I think what the, we're, we're trying to, to uh, make the point here on that one is that if you look through uh, specifically with um, addiction to things like alcohol or to nicotine, these are real societal problems, right? Vaping has grown to almost 1.1 million users here in Canada as a result of addressing nicotine as an addiction so that along the same line is that it's important that we make sure that those who have chosen a, le- a far less harmful alternative to have access to these products and we can work on protocols to make sure that social distancing is completely respected while people are not driven to high nicotine products and or to the black market. Have you the, right. lot- the black market for alcohol or for cannabis?
0: I want to ask you about uh, your members and what they're saying, because you've been deemed, vaping shops have been deemed a non-essential service. You had to close down at 11.59 last night. Um, It's going to take a lot of legwork um, and bylaw officers to shut down businesses, or are you hearing from your your members that some of them will defy orders to close down? And if so, um, have they already started to do that?
1: Listen, under Section 55, it's an addiction service right? We still have online, we still have uh, the ability for pickups. Um, The government is still working through a lot of these challenges. So um, it hasn't been specifically deemed anything, right? So we're allowing um, and and working with government. And even if you look at some of our major manufacturers, such as Divine Labs or Pacific Smoke, they're actually making hand sanitizers for frontline workers right now out of their labs as well to make sure that we um, are helping society, not just those who are addicted to, uh, to nicotine. So it continues to be, um, and if we look at the leadership of other countries, especially, specifically Italy and France, that are hard hit by this as well, they're taking the same steps so as a community we all work together and that's one thing our shop owners we're we do not represent any big tobacco interests we have no membership that's part of the big tobacco companies where we're really focused is that we're businesses within our communities so um in addition to uh, making sure that we make that people have access to low nicotine products that they need to stay away from combustible tobacco, in to the black market. We're also giving back by making sure that uh, we use our technology to do things like make hand sanitizers for workers. Yeah, frontline we got that. Yep.
0: Uh-huh. All right. I'm going to uh, leave it at that and leave you with a message that I just got from an emailer. Basically, uh, she said her son never smoked a day in his life and is now addicted to vaping. Uh, we're going to open up the phone lines. I appreciate your time and uh, and thanks for joining us. I know there's Thank a you. difference of opinion. Um, but that's, uh, that's the way it is.
1: is. (laughs) That's the way the world
0: is. Daryl, stay safe. Okay.
1: Yeah, you too.
0: Bye. All right. Thanks.